Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm A.J. Hogue, author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Now is the time to join my VIP program. Speak fluently, speak powerfully, speak confidently speak English effortlessly. When you commit, you've got to commit. You know this. Commit, don't quit. Now's the time to do it. An important time to do it. Commit. Make the commitment. You will have that success, that powerful success. Finally, it's a good time to put in some extra effort, some extra commitment. Commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com EffortlessEnglishClub.com All right, book club. We're continuing with The Hobbit. With The Hobbit. Continuing with The Hobbit. Chapter 7. You'll remember that in the last chapter, they were rescued by the eagles. Not the band, but the actual birds. (laughs) The big giant birds. They were rescued. And uh, they picked them up. They rescued them from the trees. Remember the goblins and the the wolves were going to get them and they were burning them and the eagles came down picked them up and took them to their nest up near in the mountains so that's where we start we start the next day they go to sleep they get some food that night the eagles give them some food and then they go to bed and starting this next chapter Bilbo and the dwarves wake up and they're in the eagles nest nest with an s Okay, let me just go ahead and share my screen here, and we will jump in. Okay. Okay. So, chapter seven. Queer lodgings. Queer uh, meaning strange. Lodgings means uh, accommodation, a place you stay. Okay, so the next morning they wake up, and uh, they have breakfast, and then the eagles are going to take them back down to a path so they can continue going on their journey. So they, Bilbo gets onto the back of one of the eagles, and they fly. And Bilbo's, of course, scared of heights. <laughs> so he's holding onto the eagle very tight. All right, so they go, and... Uh, the eagles fly them down, and they finally see this large rock and kind of this, uh, it's, they go away from the mountains, they go down to the kind of, it's getting more grassy, a grassy area, and there's a big, big, large rock, uh, like hill, so the eagles drop them on there. It's called the Karak, is the name of the big rock. Okay, and then um, Gandalf says, okay, they thank the eagles, of course, thank you for saving us, we'll try to help you in the future. And then Gandalf says, okay, we're, we're farther east than I uh, had planned. Um, but we got to figure a way to, to keep going, right? We're going to have to keep going. And then Gandalf um, mentions to them that he's going to leave them. So Gandalf says that, okay, I've stayed with you a long time, but this is not my journey. You know, I said I would help you, get you started. But now I have something else I must go do. And so uh, 
he says, in a few days, I'm going to leave you. And Bilbo's really upset. As you can imagine, the dwarves are upset. They thought, he said, the, Tolkien says, they had begun to think Gandalf was going to come all the way and would always be there to help them out of difficulties. So they all thought, oh, yes, Gandalf will always be with us. But no, now he's going to leave us. Now, this is, you know, in terms of we've talked about that hero's journey, right? And how, uh, you know, it's kind of a message for us in, in, in our lives. And how there's a point here where the, the mentor, the protector, you know, the wise man, Gandalf, has to leave, right? Because now it's time for Bilbo and the dwarves both to go on their own, right? It's just like, of course, we all have this in life, right? It's just like uh, children, right? That, the you know, as your parents are there to help you and guide you and protect you. And then there's a point, right, when you reach adulthood where you have to go out on your own, right? It's not healthy to uh, always be under your parents' protection, right? <laughs> Forever, right? Because, you know, eventually you've got to become an adult yourself and be able to stand up and, and handle problems and difficult situations on your own. And so you'll see this again and again and again in these kind of classic or traditional hero stories that they're in these stories, many times there's uh, someone like Gandalf, you know, the wise man or the protector or the mentor. And he's there for a while to get the hero going and to help in the beginning. But then there's a point where the hero has to, you know, step up. The hero has to rise and, you know, become self-reliant to be able to handle things himself. And of course, and you can see kind of the timing. So Bilbo already did this with Gollum, right? And maybe that's Gandalf. It's, it's a good time for him to go. But all the dwarves, all of them now, are going to have to keep going without Gandalf. Now, there is a backstory. Backstory means uh, there's a part of the story we don't know right now. But if you read, if you read in the later in the Lord of the Rings, the other books, uh, we know that the reason Gandalf's leaving is he's going, he's going to check on. Uh, there's they, they call in this book they call the necromancer. Uh, but basically that there's some evil power uh, in the forest nearby. Gandalf needs to go investigate it because he's suspicious maybe it's Sauron, right? That coming back and returning. But anyway, all that doesn't affect our story at all, except that Gandalf's leaving. Okay, so then they, they all kind of, they, they, they find a little river. They all take a bath in the river and they're feeling better. They ate some food. They're a little hungry, but they had some food. They're clean. So they kind of refreshed after their horrible time going under the mountain and the goblins and all of that. And Gandalf says, okay, well, we, we still have a problem. We don't have any more food with us. We don't have any horses. We don't have any anything, <laughs> right? They just have their clothes and maybe a, a couple things. That's all. So he said, I know there's a guy named Bjorn around here. We're going to go to his house and maybe he can help us. Uh, but he says to be very careful. He's a skin changer. And he's kind of like this magical guy. He's a man, but at night he becomes a bear. Like a werewolf. Instead, he's a werebear. <laughs> right? Human sometimes and can change into a giant bear. So anyway... They go there. Uh, some, it says sometimes he's a huge bear. Sometimes he's a big, strong 
man. So they travel along. And uh, they finally come to Bjorn's um, household. He's got like a big, you know, big, large house. And the animals there, they can all talk. They're very intelligent. So he has a lot of animals, like a farm. Uh, But the animals are intelligent and they talk and they help him with the farm. And he also has bees so that he can get, he makes honey and bread and things like this. Anyway, then the rest, then the next section is really kind of just for humor. It's just kind of like a funny little section. There's nothing too serious about it. Um, It's just that um, Gandalf says, well, maybe Bjorn, uh, he's kind of grumpy. Like he gets angry easily. So we have to be careful with him. He has a bad temper and he doesn't like strangers, right? He's, He's lives out here way in the wilderness. He's not used to lots of people coming. So if suddenly, you know, all of them show up, come, all 15 of them suddenly arrive. Maybe he's going to say, go away, I, I'm not going to help you. So Gandalf makes a plan where they're going to go two by two. So first Gandalf and Bilbo go and meet Bjorn, right? And then he tells the dwarves, wait five minutes and then two more come. Wait five more minutes and then two more come. So he's got this little plan. And it just shows kind of, he's just being clever. There's nothing serious about this. It's just funny. So he goes, he meets, they meet Bjorn and they sit down in his, uh, kind of on a porch. Gandalf starts telling him the story, like very dramatically, you know, in, in, in an excited way, tells the story of... Um, Bilbo and the dwarves but he doesn't mention how many so he little by little he mentions more and more like he first Bjorn thinks it's just them those two but then as he's telling the story Gandalf pretends to accidentally say um, you know there were a few of us and Bjorn says a few there's only two of you and he says oh oh actually there's a couple more and then he two more dwarves come right and then he just does this technique through the whole um, story, he keeps each every few minutes. He'll mention, you know, that there are, uh, there are several of us, or there were twelve of us, or there were fourteen of us, and so little by little, they keep coming, coming, coming. But he's uh, the the interruptions actually because the story's so good. He's telling the stories in such an exciting way that Bjorn actually finds it's funny. He realizes what Gandalf's doing, and uh, so everything's fine. And he welcomes them all and says that, you know, it was a good story. So he feeds them and lets them stay in his house with them. And then he says, you know, when you go to bed, I'm going to go outside. So don't go outside at the, in the nighttime. So it's kind of a, you know, it's again, it's this kind of warning because Bjorn, like, you know, he turns into a bear. Maybe he becomes very dangerous, right? And just attacks people at night so they lock themselves in the house and he goes outside and so then they fall asleep and uh, next day Gandalf and Bjorn are both gone and then finally at the end of the day Gandalf comes back and he says oh he, he was following Bjorn you know and there are I guess a lot of these bear men part man, part bear, uh, in this area. And they, basically Bjorn goes out. He finally comes back and he says that he went out and he was checking the story. 
So he went and he found the area where the goblins attacked them and were burning the trees. And he, he caught a goblin and a wolf and uh, got the information from them. So he realizes that Gandalf was telling the truth, that the story was true. And so he's very impressed. He's like, oh, he, he hates goblins. So he's, he's like, oh, that's great. You guys killed the goblin king. That's amazing. And so then he says, he decides he's going to help them. And uh, he feeds them and he gives them, uh, he gives them some extra clothes, some bags. Uh, he gives them some ponies. He gives them a lot of food. Basically gives them everything they need to keep going on their journey. And he says, okay, ne- the next part of your journey, they have to go east. They have to go through Mirkwood, a big, big, dark forest. And it's kind of a scary and dangerous forest. Very, very dark uh, and dangerous. And he, Bjorn warns them, be careful. Stay on the path. Don't get off the path. Very, very dangerous. You might, you'll get lost and you'll never find your way out again. You'll be lost forever. So they kind of, they become quite scared. And he says, you can ride my horses, some ponies, little horses, uh, until you get to the forest and then you have to send them back. So anyway, he's very nice to them. He gives them some bows, you know, bows and arrows for shooting, hunting, things like that. And so they tell him, you know, they say, thank you very much. And he says, you should go, you should go now and you should go fast because the goblins are looking for you still. So they go and they ride and they ride for uh, four days. And then they finally get close to the forest. And as they get close to the forest, you know, the book says uh, the birds begin to sing less. They don't see any more deer. They don't see any rabbits. So they kind of, most of the animals kind of disappear. Everything becomes kind of quiet. So, you know, it's just giving us the idea that there's, this is kind of a scary forest, right? There's something about it that's scary that the animals don't even like it. And it's at this point that Gandalf says goodbye to them. He says, now I have to go. I have business to the south. And uh, so they send the ponies away, you know, to go back with Bjorn. And uh, they're all like really, really, really upset now because they realize they look at the forest. It's very dark, very scary looking. And now Gandalf is leaving them and they, you know, this whole time he's always he's been there and so they've they've always felt safe they've always felt kind of protected because you know Gandalf has been there to save them and help them again and again and now they have to go out on their own and they know that this is a dangerous place they're going and next time he won't be there to help but he said don't worry he says Bilbo's here he's gonna help you right he still has a lot of faith in Bilbo Um, he says and he tells him cheer up and he says he says, don't think about the danger right now. Just think about the treasure, right? Think about the goal. Think about the positive goal at the end, the treasure, all the good things at the end. And just don't worry about me leaving and don't worry. Don't think about the danger at the moment. Kind of good advice. Um, and then he warns them again and again, just like Bjorn. Don't get off the path. Don't leave the path. Don't leave the path. Keep going straight. This is what's called foreshadowing (laughs) because they keep saying it again and again. So we can almost guess (laughs) that they're probably going to get off the path. (laughs) They're going to be do something foolish and get off the path and uh, get into trouble. That's probably what's going to (laughs) happen. 
Um, and then um, Bilbo says, "This is kind of this is a nice little message too." This this part uh, as they're saying goodbye. Bilbo says, "Do we really have to go through? Do we really have to go through this?" He's really scared of this forest. It looks very dark and dangerous and scary, and uh, he doesn't want to go through. And Gandalf says, "You if you want to get to the other side." you absolutely must go through, right? You must go through this dark path to get to the other side. He says, you can't quit now. I won't let you quit now. And uh, he says, um, Bilbo says, no, 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 I don't mean I'm not going to quit. I don't want to quit. I mean, can we go around it? Can we just avoid this forest? Can we go around? And uh, Gandalf says, well, you can, but uh, you have to go a long way to go around. And all paths are dangerous. There's another kind of, you can see there's kind of a message here. That he says, at this point, you're now in the wilderness. You're in the wild area, in a very dangerous area. There are no safe paths, right? If you go through the forest, it's dangerous. If you try to go north around the forest, then there are lots of goblins. So also very dangerous. If you try to go south around the forest, that's where this necromancer is, this evil wizard. Super, super, super dangerous. So he says, basically, there is no safe path. And this is the best one, is to just go straight through the forest. And so again, you can see how, you can kind of imagine there's a message here that uh, there's a certain point maybe in life and some points in life. Right now, for example, if we think about some of the, you know, the things happening in the world, that um, there's really no safe path, completely safe path. That there sometimes in life, you're just going to have to deal with difficulty. And instead of uh, trying to avoid it, the best way is just to go straight through it and deal with it. Okay. And then one last time, as he's saying, as he's leaving, Gandalf says, Goodbye. Take care of yourselves. Don't leave the path. In all capital. Don't leave the path. <laughs> All right. Don't leave the path. Of course, they're going to leave the path. <laughs> All right. So, there you go. So, that's our, uh, you know, our next chapter, chapter seven. So, it's kind of a, I'd say, a transition chapter, right? There's no big danger in this one. They, they escape the danger in the last one, and we can kind of feel that there's some big danger coming in the next one. So this is just kind of a point where, again, we can see this again, that, that this is also part of life that we, even when we're in the middle of a big dangerous journey, there's still some points where we need rest, right? Where there's little points where you can stop, rest, refresh yourself, right? When you find you're exhausted, when you're through a really tough time, pause, refresh, recover, and then onward and deal with the next difficulty and then the next difficulty and then the next one, right? Onward and onward. Okay, so, um, today I'm, I've got the members only chat on again today just because, honestly, because I'm tired, I haven't get, got, our, my babies are getting, uh, we tried something a little different with their sleeping and it didn't work. <laughs> so I've had a few days with very little sleep. I'm tired. Um, so anyway, I don't want to deal with spam and stuff right now. So anyway, if, if uh, those of you who are on and members, if you have any comments or questions about the chapter, I'll give you a couple minutes to 
type them. And if not, we will end it and have a short one. That's also fine. Now, let's see. We are on chapter seven. I think I'm going to start doing two chapters at a time just because otherwise we're going to be very, very slow. So, yeah, we'll do eight and nine next week. Eight and nine. We start getting some uh, excitement happening. The story starts getting a little more exciting now. But we'll see. Like I said, that this main, the main thing is that now they're on their own, and I think that's probably the main message of this chapter. The main point of this chapter is we see that kind of on this hero's journey, on in our journey in life, there comes a point where we're, we're on our own, where the mentor, the the the, the protector, kind of, you know, Gandalf's kind of pushing them off on their own and saying, "You can handle it now. You're ready. You can do it." Right. And it kind of makes sense. Bilbo just was able to handle Go- uh, Gollum by himself. And, uh, you know, they just survived this very dangerous uh, journey <laughs> uh, un- from an escape from the goblins. And so now he feels they're ready. Right? And he has a thing, something else he has to do. Lisa says, unfortunately, some parents, especially mothers, cannot let go of their children, so they cannot make their mistakes to learn from, gain experience, and through difficulties, become an individual. Well, indeed, we can see how Gandalf is is a really a great, whatever we want to call him, mentor, because he does, uh, he doesn't say it in this way, but ex- yeah, you're right, you're right. Some some hold on too much. I understand it now that I'm a dad. I kind of understand it, you know, like the idea of my kids leaving home. Of course, they're just babies now, but you know, oh, I'll feel sad when that happens. Um, but yeah, you that is our job is to train them to become more and more and more and more independent, and uh, and indeed to let them make mistakes, right? Ideally. At first, let them make mistakes while while we're there to help them. So, even while the, your kids are with you in your home, you know, living with you, as they get older, um, let them have some independence. Let them make some mistakes, and then if you need to come in and help them after they make the mistake, or if they're going to make a mistake that's very, very, very dangerous, then, of course, you can come in and stop them. But otherwise, you know, you kind of... Even already, right? Like with the babies. Like, I do this now with my babies. So, I let, like, my my baby girl's walking around, and I'm kind of behind her, right? In case she falls down, I don't want her to hit her head. I'll, I'm there to catch her, but I'm not holding her the whole time, right? I, I'm letting her go. If she just has, like, a small fall, I let her fall. Right. If it's just something small that she's not going to get hurt. Right. And this is already the, the that step of building up their strength and independence. And you're right. That's that's an important part of being a, a parent for sure. And even if you're a mentor or a teacher. Right. Like as a teacher, I, I feel the same with English that, you know, I always see my job is to help uh, specifically effortless English uh, people who are intermediate level and get them up to that advanced level. So, and then where they are then independent, fully independent learners. Ruslan says, uh, as in life, don't leave the path. It means don't leave the path of God, of natural law. Yeah, that's well said. That's a good point. That's a, that's a, a nice uh, way to look at that. Don't leave the path. And then we'll see what happens when you do leave the path. Bad stuff happens. <laughs> 
Flatisoff says, uh, in the beginning of anything, we need a coach until we are pretty good at it. Yeah, good point. But then we need to go ourselves, think about our own ideas and try them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's that kind of balance, right? Where, like we saw in the beginning of the story, like Gandalf was, he would leave for a little bit, right? Like with the trolls, remember? He left for just a little and then he came back and kind of and saved them, right? And then he kind of, uh, he, he helped to save them, at least the dwarves, when they were underground with the goblins. Uh, but And now he, he's saying that you're on your own. Exactly right. There is that thing, exactly, that uh, we, you know, we need that some kind of coaching and mentoring or support, and then gradually it can become less. We become more and more self-reliant is the phrase I like. And also, Ruslan says, uh, there's always the light at the other side of the tunnel. There's the great reward at the other side of the forest. Right, and Gandalf makes a good that good point of don't think too much about the danger. Don't focus too much about the danger. Keep focus your mind on, you know, the, in this case, he says the treasure, right? So he's saying, think of the great things, the great thing, the great reward that's on the other side of the danger. So he says, don't think about the forest and don't think about the dragon. Of course, the dragon is the biggest danger they have coming. Um, so that's also a nice little message, I think, for all of us that especially like at a time right now is don't focus yes there's danger of course but don't focus on it too much focus on what's on the other side of it the possible opportunities the possible rewards and improvements and i think actually today something amazing happened in america i'm waiting a few days and then i'll comment on it but if true good things are going to happen guys very 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 good things i'm just i'm so happy i can't i, I just want to jump and shout and dance <laughs> it's amazing uh if you follow q you might know what i'm talking about uh anyway that's that's today's the book club we'll talk about that another time Yeah, like Deepak says, uh, in real life, you've got sometimes to make your own decisions. Right. And again, this is we can certainly see this with parenting. And I think with teaching, too, this is one of the problems I have with school, one of the many, that, um, that our school systems now uh, teach this kind of dependence. You know, they, 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 don't, they don't really train their students. A, a great coach or a great teacher should be training the students to become completely independent. Right so that they don't need the teacher anymore, right? That's something, I that's my goal, that you don't need me anymore. Hopefully you enjoy my show for, you know, even advanced people listen to my show uh, just for entertainment or for the topics. But, um, you know, my, what I've seen again and again with my students is as they become better and better, they become more and more and more independent, which is great. They start reading more and more and more books and au- listening to audiobooks, and they start watching movies and they start doing more and more and more on their own, uh, which is that's why that's what my VIP program is designed to do and my courses are designed to do kind of like Gandalf first to give you that content and train you and train you and train you and then gradually you become more and more and more independent as you become fluent Fernando says it's really true that sometimes in life we just have to deal with something yeah, 
We're in a dangerous moment. We have to deal with it. We don't have an alternative. We have to be wise and calm. Right. That's true. And this is especially true if you're trying to get a great reward, right? Great rewards often require great risks or great dangers or great difficulties. And uh, uh, these are unavoidable many times. You know, I'll give you a, uh, a simple example. It's not dangerous, but uh, like, for example, my... Uh, my niece in America, she's uh, wants to train. She wants to run a marathon. Uh, but so in order to get the reward, you know, the, the excitement of finishing the marathon and getting that great level of, you know, fitness, all of those things, she has to deal with the difficulty of training. You know, she's got a tra- she's just starting as a long distance runner. So she's probably going to need six months, I'd say, to train for her first marathon. It's a lot of training. It's a lot of training. And some of those days will be tough and her muscles will hurt and she's going to be tired, right? There's no way to avoid that. That is part of the process of achieving that goal, right? And, uh, or like sometimes just things happen in the world like, like we're dealing with now. And again, I think there are great things on the other side. I think there's really looking good, I think. We'll see. But, uh, uh, but anyway, to get there, we've got to go through some some fear, some pain, some danger. And sometimes it's unavoidable. And so the thing to do is just to move forward and deal with it, right? Life's not always easy. Life's not always comfortable. And uh, we try to avoid these things when we can. And But sometimes we can't avoid them. We just kind of, you know, take a deep breath and deal with it. Okay, Uh, Lisa says, when we go in our path, sometimes we choose a hard one. We can improve our decision-making ability. That is so much needed in life, in survival time, in chaos. Yeah, this is also a good point that by choosing difficulty and choosing danger, even when we don't have to, we prepare ourselves. We make ourselves stronger and tougher, make better decisions, more experience. So then... Later in life, when something tough happens, maybe we don't choose, we're more ready, right? So so like, you know, if you have a lot of financial discipline already, if you've already learned how to deal with all of that, then, you know, when a a tough economic time comes, you're ready, you're not really so afraid because you've already trained yourself to deal with that kind of thing. So that's a good point. Oh, cool. Kind of. Vladislav says, I finished today a 72 hour fast. Excellent. Managed not to break my workout challenge. Today's the 84th day of my exercise. Yesterday, the third day of the fasting was quite tough. I felt hungry and tired. Great. Yeah. If you're working out, you can just work out less intensely. You can still do a workout, but just do it. Don't, don't try to go, you know, for your toughest workout when you're fasting. <laughs> Maybe do an easy one. Marjan says, uh, I'm not into Tolkien, but I saw the Lord of the Rings movies. Is there a strong villain in this book like Sauron? The villain in this book is the dragon. Smog, the dragon. That's the big villain. Which we'll meet, we'll meet Smog eventually at the end of the, mo- at the, end of the movie. At the end of the uh, uh, book. He's coming. There's lots of little ones, you know, but then the big, the big one is Smog, the dragon. 
Yeah, Vladislav says a Russian saying, it's difficult while learning, but it's easy during a fight. Yeah, and this is kind of a boxing idea. You know, boxers, the idea, they, they, they talk about how, you know, the, the, the gym is, it's tough in the gym. If, if it's hard, if the tougher, I don't know how to say this, I, the tougher the workout in the gym, the easier the fight, right? It means if they, if they have a lot of pain and difficulty preparing for the fight and training for the fight, well, then they'll be ready. So the fight itself, the actual fight will be easier. Slavika says, in the beginning, especially in childhood, you always need someone to teach you how to think with your head. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We need those guides are important for us when we're young, or even sometimes when we're just starting a new something new, even if we're older, but if we're inexperienced, it's it's of course it's great to have someone who's more experienced to guide you. Uh directly is best sometimes maybe we can only do this from a book or from a movie i mean from a video or from some kind of course um that's also can be helpful michael no problem good to see you Marjan says tell us good news please we need to see some i'll uh I'll, I'll talk about it uh soon we'll kind of stick to the book today but um um Plus, I want to wait a few days and confirm some of the things I've been reading. Uh, but uh, it, it just if if you're following Q, get on and look at the Q posts, and uh, it would be the it would if true, it means Donald Trump is the best U.S. president, one of the best ever, right up there with George Washington and Andrew Jackson. <laughs> okay, <laughs> put it that way. He'll be in the top three. <laughs> it would be amazing if what I think happened has happened, what many people think has happened. It's something I thought would never happen in my life. This phrase, teachers told us so we would study well, but the phrase doesn't work at schools. It was difficult at school and difficult at life. Well, the problem with that is that school does not prepare you. It's, there's, uh, it's, it's disconnected. You know, they're you're, you're difficult at school. It's just because you're trying to memorize things, but it has, it's not. They're not preparing you for real life. That's the problem, right? The, in a a good boxer, a good box boxer boxing trainer. Well, you're, the, what they're doing in the gym is close to what they're going to do in the fight. So, they're they're what they learn and do in the gym helps them a lot uh, in an actual fight. What Sadly, what most people learn in schools, including universities, uh, is almost useless for what they need in in the real world in terms of a job or something. Russell, quoting Coach Wooden, uh, probably the greatest basketball coach in America ever, uh, says, We ought to appreciate the beauty of the journey, whatever that may entail. If you do what you need to do to achieve success, the results will be as they should be. Yeah, I just realized it's very um, dharmic, <laughs> Coach Wooden's philosophy of coaching. Very dharmic because um, it's just right out of the Bhagavad Gita. Now, he, he, he was a Christian, <laughs> so he, I don't even know if he ever read the Bhagavad Gita. Maybe not. But, um, but 
it's essentially the same message. And that is, you know, uh, this guy won more championships, national championships than any other college coach. It was just unbelievable what he did. And, uh, his his philosophy is he never 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 he never talked to his players about winning he never focused on winning a game he never said we must win we must win and he never got upset about losing a game this was his philosophy his philosophy was only to be your best right to focus on being your best doing your best at all times and con- continually improving and so they would just uh in, in the practices, they didn't focus too much on their opponent, on the other team. They didn't focus too much on them. They focused more on themselves and just to get better, to get better. And do everything possible to be the best they could be. And then, he said, then the result, whatever happens, happens, right? He's, he, he didn't, he's like, you just let go. Don't worry about the result. Don't focus on the result at all. Meaning, like he's, you know, he would say, Maybe sometimes we lose. Maybe we do our best, but the other team's just better. They're just better than we are. And we play our absolute best. We play the best we can. If, and if we still lose, then that there's nothing wrong with that. If the other team's just better than we are, then there's no dishonor in losing. Right? And he said also, but he also had the opposite thing, opposite uh, mindset, which is if we pay, play badly and we win just because the other team, you know, they're not as good as us, the play, individual players are not as good, uh, then there's really no honor in winning that game, right? Because we, we, we didn't, we weren't excellent. We didn't do what we could do, the very best we could be. Uh, so he's ba- it's kind of very similar to this idea of you, you do what is right and what is good and what is best and surrender the results to God, right? That the results are not really controllable, but what you can control is your own actions. Yeah, it's very nice. You should, if you're interested, Coach is John Wooden. He he wrote several books. Very nice. Very, very good books about leadership, coaching, success. He was very good, good, just a good man, like virtuous Right. He was far more focused with his players of being not just good at basketball, but being good people. Uh, very nice. Very different than what we see now, mostly. I uh, heard lots of people infected in America. I don't. No, nah, I still. I still think it's mostly media, guys. I really do. We'll see. We'll see. He, oh, can you put a link on Gab on where we can follow Q? I will, Slavika. I will. All right, guys. That is chapter seven of the Hobbit. Hope you enjoyed it. I do. So we'll go next one. Uh, the next two chapters will be, uh, let me think. The next chapter is they go into the forest. Of course, I, th- I don't remember, but I'm, I'm almost positive they leave the path. I do know bad stuff happens. <laughs> and then uh, actually the next two chapters, they're in Mirkwood Forest. Mirkwood, Merk means kind of, it comes from the, the word murky, which means dark, kind of dark. 
Uh, and wood, of course, like woods or forest. So dark forest is kind of basically what it means. So the, the, the next two chapters, they'll be going through this dark forest, which is dangerous. And we'll see Bilbo have a couple chances now to really... Uh, become a hero. To, he's really gonna, you know, raise up now and become more and more of a hero, especially without Gandalf there to save them. All right then, uh, and we'll continue on tomorrow. Um, I don't know about movie club or not, but maybe I'll do a show about this Q stuff. We'll see if I have a chance to review the next movie section. We'll do that. If not, I'll talk about the Q stuff probably or whatever. We'll see. Okay, guys, lots of love to you, and uh, keep reading The Hobbit. All right, (laughs) see you next time. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com.